0: to my podcast soul expansion and inspiration this is series two episode 14 and my name is Ali O'Shea today I would like to give a very warm welcome to my special guests Rachel and Clint Proud welcome guys thank you you thanks for having us oh you're so welcome so we're back in Australia are you guys
1: We're currently in Newcastle at a place called Stockton Beach in our caravan, and you're about to meet our two-year-old son that will be joining us (laughs) on this amazing interview.
0: Well, as we just said before we started the interview, that's life and life on the road, and I'm sure the listeners would uh, um, understand that, you know, life as a family um, (laughs) happens.
1: What's your little man's name? So this is Ned. Ned's two years old and he's actually he was actually born while we were travelling. So he um he's a true gypsy through and through. <laughs> oh, yeah, mate, say hello. Sorry, he's
2: coming to say hello.
1: There we oh, yeah. Say hi, Ali. <laughs> 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 so this will, is uh, life this is life on the road. This
3: yeah, is what life happened. On the road.
2: Well, right. like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I will uh, I'll do my best to just
0: down for one second and then i will be back <laughs> all right no problem so um you guys are traveling around as you just said traveling around living the life of your dreams and um you have a business called holistic health haven yes yeah in this day and age it's easy so easy for people to find so many reasons not to embrace your emotional wellness journey and that's mm-hmm your mission to help people to discover the one reason that they can and will find themselves you know through that journey for themselves and the, their families so do you want to talk a little bit about that
1: yeah absolutely we have um been many things in our lives in our i still say short lives together <laughs> and i think um you know at times in our own life you can sway from your path and your truth and it can become quite chaotic mm. i think for for us coming to this business and and the reason why we called it or i dreamt up the name holistic health haven was because it's always going to look different to everyone and the reason why everyone is radiating towards the light or or i guess towards like-minded people mm will always be different but at the core it's about coming back together coming back to yourself and realizing that everyone's worthy of a beautiful life so um you know we try to not box ourselves in any one stereotype i think we're um we don't we don't like to sort of glorify busy at all and i think we try and truly live and breathe um our virtues i guess of what we want to be and want to help others become in life and just slow down a little slow down a lot
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah. definitely
0: absolutely um so um clint let's let's start with you the death of your friend tim at the age of 18 left you spiraling out of control and asking big questions um and your kind of your spiritual journey started flowing from there
2: yeah it did so um You know, I lived a a relatively uh, uh, normal, I guess, upbringing up until the point of, uh, you know, meeting Rachel. So I met Rachel when I was 17 and um, a lot of my life, yeah, exactly. We were, we've we've done it all together now. But when we initially met, um, you know, we had, we were obviously two separate worlds and, and my world was wrapped like, you know, Extensively wrapped up with my friends and my family, and uh, Tim O'Brien was a a big part of my world, a best friend. So, um, you know, when I met Rachel a few months prior to his passing, uh, it it allowed me to get a connection with Rachel on a different level that I guess made that separation a little bit easier. Yeah. But what that also allowed for me to do was we uh we began well, I personally began a journey you know, looking for those sort of bigger answers and those sort of understandings and concepts around life and, and this my own spirituality, you know, and where where this all fit into it all and, and trying to come to grips with what had happened. A lot of it was grief and, you know, some things that you, you have to work through in those times. But um thankfully I had my wife and and we uh, we did. We explored a lot of stuff together and we, we especially for myself I I was able to get through all that. And, um, yeah, that's, that's when it all sort of began for me.
0: Beautiful. And you say that, uh, Rachel, when she met you first, uh, she was only 15. Isn't that right, Rachel? You were 15?
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah was
2: you were was turning you 16 or
1: turning. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You were 16. I was 17, turning 18, she was 16 to turn 17, yeah, Yeah, something like
3: that.
0: that. But you, Rachel, you said that you kind of knew you were going to marry Clint, that he was, you know, the one, uh, you know, from the first time that you saw him, and uh, you turned around and you said to him that you've already lived three lifetimes
3: together. (laughs)
1: yeah that mightn't have been the smartest move for you know a teenage girl to tell her teenage guy (laughs) that but you know I went all in (laughs) it's a funny story I think you know for most of my life I've I just know um I've just always I feel it with every fiber of my being that that's that's home that's safe and I actually was watching him at a skate park and said to my girlfriend who's the guy in the red shirt and she said, that's Clinton Proud. And I said, I'll marry him one day. Aww. And she laughed. And, um, and then I went and um, it was two weeks later we actually met. And um, a couple of days after that I said, by the way, we've been together at least three lifetimes. So, yeah. <laughs> and he stayed. After we, I picked him up off the floor, he passed out. Now I'm only
0: joking. <laughs> How did you feel about it at the time? Did you think she was just a little bit? Okay.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah, well, like it came sort of naturally—not the scary part,
3: but it came with
2: with the red hair. So. <laughs> hey,
3: hey, we're too She yeah. was
2: a she was a little bit of a firecracker, and um, yeah, you know, she changed my world. So yeah, I was I was open to anything that she brought to the table. She was, uh, yeah, yeah. she was two blessings. That's for sure.
0: I can see that through your posts. I've I've seen you write posts about her and. Um, they're full of love and admiration, so
3: oh, it's a
0: beautiful yeah. relationship. Um, so, you say that a few weeks after, um, oh no, sorry, <laughs> I'm going back to my previous question there, but Rachel, you said that your mom always allowed you to embrace your inner voices and your dreams, as early on as you can remember, and you say that you can decipher dreams, and but you only disclose them if you feel called to do so
3: yeah yeah that's
1: something that's um yeah it's been um I guess you know, I feel very blessed to have had a childhood where talking about um spirits and talking about dreams and and visiting um, mediums and things like that was quite the norm, so it was never taboo in our house and our home. Um, if anything, it was celebrated uh which is great but I think um from a very young age I recognized the synchronicities between my dreams and the real world um and I you know began to develop an awareness of things well ahead of time and processing that obviously as a young girl um, was interesting as I got older I think I realized that um the more I was able to decode what what the messages were in my dreams. Um, it was really comforting throughout the times in my life that I, I was pushed off course or, you know, went down a, a different path. But, um, for me personally, dreams are, a everyone's capable, you know, and I think everyone's got this amazing ability to tap into this world. Um, when our eyes close and if you listen and if you, Document your dreams. You will begin to to understand your own dream language, and that's something I've always been passionate about. But I'm very particular about whether or not it's for. I, I don't withhold information if it's clear and concise, and if I am drawn and compelled to tell people, I do. And there's been a lot of times in my life, and especially with Clint's work, <laughs> that um, I've freaked people out quite a little bit. But it's always for the greater good, and I think that I, I'm you know, so blessed every night before I close my eyes to be, I guess, a vehicle of some kind of connection um, to people back to themselves and their intuition. So, yeah. That's
3: beautiful.
1: So do
0: you keep yeah. a dream journal then?
1: Yeah, I have many. Um, it started with a, a little book um, next to my bed. Um, and I used to just write a few words and what I could remember and it's evolved i had i've had many being a, an aquarian, i like pretty things and i've had many leather diaries next to my bed i yeah. think um to be honest there was a time there where I, I guess i got really afraid that it might stop so i was documenting and documenting diarising so much and um i understood then that when I look back, like I said, those synchronicities and the language and representations in dreams that are so innate in who I am, it's easy to decipher now. So I can wake up and and think about it and not necessarily have to depend on writing as much mm-hmm. these days because yeah. it's a second language now. But, yeah, yeah, I always pay attention to my dreams, good, bad or otherwise. <laughs> it
2: was definitely a lot of nights I'd wake up thinking, why is the light on or why is oh. the phone line on and what is she doing she's yeah. just leaning over the leaning over the bed just writing on the, oh, you know, Mike, the don't touch me hang <laughs> on like, hey, hang on i gotta get this down i gotta get this down or you know it'll be pick up the phone and she'll be putting it into yeah. a phone i'm like oh you're texting
1: no yeah,
2: one no one i've just got to
1: write
3: this down before i, I often go.
1: text <laughs> myself especially if i don't yeah. have haven't put my book next to my bed i i send messages to myself yeah, yeah.
0: My questions was do like do you wake up in the middle of the night and write them down or do you wait till the next
1: morning? So there's been circumstances without going into too much crazy detail (laughs) where I mean it has to be done right then and there. And and I I often feel and I every person I've ever spoke to in my life that has a gift, you know, quote unquote, because I believe we all do have that one thing that, you know, we're really great at and really able to help other people with Mm. But you know, that, that one gift for me, um, I know. I sometimes feel unworthy of it, to be honest, because I just feel like it's so pure and true. And the nights that I've woken Mm. up and Clint was at work and, you know, I've rang him and I said, you need to listen. (laughs) If Mm -hmm. I say you need to listen, I'm not kidding. And especially, I guess, with those people, those core people in your life, um, that I'm truly safe to, to, you know, tell, tell all and disclose all. It is, it -hmm. has in some circumstances, Um, you know, got clean out of a bit of trouble, um, sticky situations, helped friends in need, um, given people direction. So I'm, those really cool ones will wake me up, and once the message is out, I can go straight back to sleep. It's not a problem.
3: Yeah, <laughs> just <gonna> get out. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty
0: cool. I haven't heard of that many people sort of having that particular gift. Obviously, we all dream, and we, mm. we can all wake up like that in the middle of the night, or be woken up with a jolt, and maybe perhaps we're meant to write them. Then and we just, yeah. like,
1: well, we- I think that's the thing. Like, it's just understanding, and I guess, like I said, I. I've always been so interested in other people. I'm a massive people watcher. Yeah. Like it's my favourite thing to do. But I also observe myself because I think that, you know, I'm super weird at times and, and I pay attention I to will. those little. Yeah, yeah, it's great. And I pay attention to those little things, all those niggling thoughts and, you know, um, my younger brother's girlfriend, you know, I dreamt, I had a, I'm very connected to certain people and um, my brother's one of them. And, you know, I sent him a, an inbox on messenger, you know, I woke up one night, there's this girl, her name is Bree. This is the song because I often get song lyrics and lo and behold, you know, quite a while later, he's with a beautiful girl called Bree and you know, it's all matching that song lyric. So it's just, yeah, it's just a beautiful thing. But what, what these kinds of things I truly believe do when everyone has an aha moment or an intuitive moment, they just reaffirm that you are in the exact right place in your life right now. And um, speaking of that, you you put up a post today. I need to take in my phone, but you put up a post and it had a picture of a car in it. Yeah. And I was saying to Clint in the car, okay, so how are you feeling about tonight? You know, well, it's today there with you, but we were yeah. just chatting and I said, you know, I, I'm really feeling drawn and really grateful to this opportunity. And I, I looked on your page and on that car, the number plate was 586. So they're my life numbers. They're my guiding numbers. And I laughed because I thought, what are the chances? So yeah, if you're paying attention and you're open to yeah. trusting that the universe has your back, the signs are there. Yeah.
3: yeah. I mean, what a great synchronicity.
1: Yeah, yeah
0: it is. I love
2: that's, that's what we're in. One great big synchronicity. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, I love it. Um, so, you have intuitive gifts, obviously, and that they come through really in your dreams, Rachel. So, that's absolutely brilliant. Um, and it's been your passion to bridge a gap for men to become more in touch with their emotional health. You were a detective on the police force—quite a change um, (laughs) to what you're doing now. And what was the driving force that led you to leave the job that you had done as a detective on the police force over there?
2: Yeah. So, um, uh, look, I think you know everyone kind of. Well, you know, we've always sort of been drawn to a uh, you know careers of service and life of service, trying to do some things that you know really. I guess you know you you leave the end of the day feeling like you've helped.
3: Yeah. Did. So
2: yeah, you've actually made an impact. So um, from the detective's role where I was there, I actually uh, finished up in a role with the child abuse school. Oh. So it was my you know part of our job involved children and working with them daily and and really it was for me a place where not a lot of other people. I guess, really enjoyed the idea of going there. But for me, it was a great challenge. It was a great opportunity to really push myself, you know, beyond the comfort zones and, and all that sort of stuff and right. really make an impact there in their lives while I could
3: yes.
2: and do a good job of that. <laughs> but um, obviously, we've had, we've had this dream for us to travel the country and, and work in this line of work for a, a long time. So over the last sort of four or five years, we've we've been manifesting this life that we now live, and now our choice to bring our children home from school and school them and travel this great country doing so, but also as part of that was establishing this holistic health haven that Rachel was um, you know already in the process of building to the point where we're at now. So when time came for us to go well, sort of in the lead up, the years lead up, all things, all as you were talking and synchronicities, yeah. everything falls into place as it should. And and it did for us. We, we managed to build a business to a successful point where we were financially stable enough to not rely on my income. So that allowed us to move on to what we're doing now. And it also allowed me to step into the business 100% instead of, you know, being eighty percent a detective and twenty percent a father, or fifteen percent a father, and then five percent in this business. Yeah. So, to step out of um, the detective role, which I, I did love, and uh, it filled up a lot of cups, but it was very demanding and very taxing at the same time. So to be able to walk away from that and become, you know, the the father I always wanted to be, and the husband I always wanted to be, and the support network for our team our business that I wanted to be Uh, it was a necessary part of the step but it was also you know always the end game for us it was always the bigger picture thing we always anticipated us doing this and living this way so really the driving point for leaving wasn't necessarily any one thing it was more the held vision and the combined vision of us really reaching this goal and doing what we're doing so I can exactly so we can step in and now you know we get to serve i get to serve from another point of view i get to serve um you know people in our business that are here wanting to walk their walk and shine their light on the world and you know do great things for themselves and their family and their friends so we get to play a big role in helping them do that and achieve that and not to mention you know the lives we get to touch as we travel you know, we've set this up in a in a way that we can travel Australia and still serve, and we meet new people all the time, and they're always we are in a position to serve a need for them. So it is it's one great big revolutionary wheel of of service that we're currently living in. So it's it really was a no-brainer to leave behind a police force career and step into this life that we now live because. It's it's yeah it's full of joy and happiness and,
3: and yeah. service, ultimately. So. And
0: that shines from within from both of you, I have to say. Um, so that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that with us. And i you know no
3: I'd
0: like you to explain a little bit about your business to everybody that's listening so they know exactly what it is. It's called Holistic Health yeah. Haven. And I know a lot of people deal with essential oils, but you also do one-to-ones with people. You do workshops with small groups yeah. and larger groups. Do you want to explain a little bit more about how your business works and, and more about what's entailed within it?
1: Yeah. yeah. So basically when um, when doTERRA essential oils first landed in our world, it was when we were predominantly at our lowest in terms of energy, health and vitality and what we had to offer our family um, To to, I guess, condensed that time in our life clint was heavily invested in his career i had i was running a preschool from home so children were always part massive part of what we did but our combined dream um as clint said and every spare minute of every day we were both um envisioning the life we live now so um that was that you know in creation but in terms of what we actually when the oils landed in our lives um I never anticipated it being a business. It's a direct selling industry. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a lot of resistance around that, massive resistance around MLM, like to the point where I purposefully built, um, I shared the oils because they transformed our physical health. Um. I educated myself on how we can minimise harsh medications and toxins in our lives and throughout our preschool. And it was a natural progression for me to share this beautiful gift. So therefore, as I'm enjoying it and living in joy, more people walk towards me. But then, um, as I said, I had massive resistance around the structure of what was. So for me, um, it was a process of me making peace with Um, my own worthiness um, to live an extraordinary life. I felt I've always been self-employed. I always have run my own preschool, run my own photography business. Um, I just had to find a way um, that this was going to be meaningful on a much deeper level than just a, you know, um, a superficial level. You know, I didn't want to be a recreation of the same wheel. It makes me extremely uncomfortable. So I purposefully shared... Zotera, meaning the gifts of the earth and helped people transform their health and emotional health because I wanted to, but I intentionally built this, the business in, in quote, the model of the business backwards so I purposefully sabotaged yeah. any any chance of me ever making any income which was quite interesting and I'm very proud of that because what it did was it, it showed where my integrity laid in that beginning and it was serving people and helping them see that we do have choices in life um, we are not any one stereotype so I do not not advocate you know modern medicine I do not not like it's one thing to me it's holistic and that's Mm -hmm. where one night in in bed I sat up and I said I've got it I can I can create a space for everyone to feel safe and welcome regardless of where you come from in your life or Mm -hmm. health and if we come together as one and we all bring what we're good at um, we will all have this community to thrive from so how I made peace with that was knowing that it was okay to be me. It was okay to to put my skin on it and the colour on it. And I actually fell in love with the virtues of doTERRA as a company and the change they're making in the world matched my integrity. Mm. So that was the process. How we implement that now, and um, we have wholesale access that's what we offer to people and that means that they they can fall into our education network and we teach them on alternative um how to implement alternative health into their home and lives my area of um, passion is always around children and their emotions and emancipating mums from you know sickness and the cycles of sickness and things like that so predominantly one-on-one because I feel like I can make that impact thanks to technology. We're on Zooms a lot. We talk to a lot of people over the phone and help them create their own wellness plan um, that matches their needs. In that time of people walking towards us, um, you know, the businesses that that aligned with that mentality, that natural health, you know, yoga centres, massage therapists, kinesiologists, they all appreciated um a very frank version i guess and a very all cards on the table so we basically we work with people in business that want to walk with us in business the majority of what we do is just serving humanity and saying we're here if you need us so Mm -hmm. that happens in person online workshops differ they differ from family health to children's emotional well-being homeschooling hacks you know for helping people um and their children stay focused and and really get the most out of homeschooling their children so the topics and the ways we can help people are endless and it's always led by our customers so yeah
2: it's 100% yeah. met by Media whatever people, need yeah. is what comes yeah. to you you know yeah. they'll 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 approach or reach out and say this is a particular thing you might be having some problem with and that's where yeah. that's what we address it's, yeah.
0: Yeah. beautiful beautiful I love yeah. it I have to say i myself and paul went to live in australia about seven years ago for uh to see if we would stay but it didn't work out we stayed there for three months in pemberton
3: wow. oh yes
0: yes yeah. Yeah, we stay there for three months in pemberton um <laughs> um and yeah so but we homeschooled our kids while we were there have, oh wow i have to tell you I would never, ever, ever, ever do it again. So
1: that's off <laughs> That's the ironic thing. Like we, we think what we're doing is just that, well, it is for us, the most fascinating thing. Like every single moment of my busyness running a childcare center with 27 families, Clint hardly got to see our children always at work. And yes. every spare second I said, when you're thinking about nothing, think about life in a caravan, picture yes. what it will sound like, what it will feel like. Um, the places we'll visit. So we're recreating this dream together. But to any to other people, it's the idea of living hell being trapped in a tin can <laughs> with three kids. Like, but to us we're like, this is heaven. like we love it. So it's all relative, and that's that's why it's really hard for us to box in one in one ball or one, you know, one paragraph what we do because when people walk towards us it's about their life not ours it's about yeah. their needs not ours so yeah. it's this and you know that in your line of work as well it's a constant re-evaluation where you're learning from each other's experiences yeah yeah yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. for sure for sure <laughs> so you guys are um close personal friends with a friend of mine jason stevenson i <laughs> just got to ask you the question how you guys met <laughs>
1: Oh, I, I love that man, honestly. Yeah, he's a very beautiful, man. He, um, yeah, I, he, he's very, very well loved in the world. So, it's a funny story. The little town we're from is a place called Windang on the New South Wales south coast. Um, and my little brother, Billy, who I just spoke about before, he's in a band called Hockey Dad. Oh, and, okay.
0: Now it's and making. And
1: that's my brother, Billy. And Zach is. Jason Stevenson's nephew. Yeah. So there's that link, but in terms of Windang, um, I don't know how big the town is that you're from, but if anything happens in Windang, everyone knows about it. So it's a beautiful small town <laughs> where it's just community, just yeah, everyone yeah. knows everyone. So our families are close, and I've observed Jace for many years, and and um, we became closer in the definitely the last five years, um, you know. It's, he's he's rocked our world and he's someone I call on very regularly for advice and a laugh and yeah
3: definitely keeps me sane. He has he probably um, yeah, He's travelled
2: a lot of Australia with us.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> he's always on in our, in oh. our caravan, you know, we, we use him for sleep and in the yeah. cars for his yeah. you know, his mindful meditations.
1: But as some there, there was one night in the middle of I think we're along the Great Ocean Road and We put it on the um, speakers in the caravan because the boys say, where's Jace? Where's Jace?" We'll put him on. We'll put him on. But I had the speaker on external. I didn't realise so the whole free camp went to sleep to (laughs) (laughs) Jason's guided meditation. And I was like, our CD play is not working. And it was on outside. And the irony was there was a beautiful couple outside that was like, that was so nice. Like it was so, and I'm like, oh, you're welcome. (laughs) So, yeah, he's always with us.
3: That's yeah. hilarious.
0: Yeah, no, he's great with his advice, and he's got such a great sense of humor. So, um, yeah. So, uh, we'll say, "Jason, if he's watching. I'm sure he probably will." <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you say, guys, that you want to show your boys that you are only limited by your imagination. As we know, uh, you believe that their self-worth and self-confidence will play a huge part in their impact on this world, and you are extremely passionate. About empowering the next generation, which is beautiful. Mm-hmm. You teach them about random acts of kindness, which I'm a huge advocate for as well. I've got a group on Facebook called Global mm-hmm. Random Acts of Kindness, so I love, love that,
3: about you guys. And of course,
0: it's like a ripple effect. Once we, you know, it's like that paying it forward, isn't it? And you say, yeah. you complicate life so that you can truly live it. That yeah, that's absolutely beautiful. And I know you've got your three boys there, and. You sound like such amazing parents and
1: and such a great
0: example to other people.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I think that at the same, like with our boys, it's been a, you know, becoming a mother and and having these, being so responsible. And we're never, we're always, and parents, we're always our own harshest critics. And I Mm. think, you know, we've never been perfect, but we were better than we were yesterday. And Mm. one of the things I love about living in this this small environment, um, even though I think we were pretty okay parents before this. But the whole reason we wanted to be so present with our boys is so we were fully accountable in our actions and emotions as well. And when you live in this environment, like our beds there, kitchen table, this is also our office, kitchen, toilet bed, (laughs) that's it. Um, When you live here, nothing goes um, under the rug. Nothing is swept away. Everything is dealt with very much as it happens, live streams. And even this morning, um, you know, we have moments where, you know, we're losing control of our emotions and we're using our oils to bring us back um, to being grounded. But this morning, one of our lessons in in homeschooling was on remorse, you know, and I said, do you know what the word remorse means? Because I was feeling that, Mm -hmm. you know, and those boys, eight and 11 said, no, we don't actually know what that word means, but they can display it. But it was like this simple moment where I thought there's so much still to teach. You teach them by what you say and do and they watch you stop and, you know, hand money to the the homeless man and hold his hand and talk to him. They're watching constantly and learning Mm -hmm. from what we do. But when you look at emotions and how we express emotions, like that one simple word is a life tool. So we spent all morning talking about remorse, you know. And I thought <laughs> they're the parts that are so important that I think, you know, sadly the system skips over. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of blame in this world, and it's like there needs to be equal amount of accountability as well. So
2: yeah, and yeah we definitely had um, in Leon a, you know, he was firecracker. <laughs> yeah. He's a lot of energy. He is our, he is our little lit up boy. That's for sure. you
3: yeah. I'm
2: sure if you've seen anything of our online presence, he just, he is full of energy, Yeah. but he is also someone, he spent six months in kindergarten. That's all he got in kindergarten. like the first um, oh, school leg over here in Australia. Yeah. The first time they're sent to school all day.
3: Prep. Yeah.
2: And his nature is he'll be, and I think we we often say this, he would be the best whatever you told him he was. Yeah. So he would be the best good kid if you told him he was a good kid, but he'd also be
3: the best, the best clown. Yeah, or the, the best, best bad kid yeah. if
2: he was labelled yeah. that. And a big yeah. part about us, you know, wanting to leave that is because we could see that that we could, we would, we, you know, we, we wouldn't be able to settle for the fact that they could be put in that box mm, yeah. and they they they'd assume that label is theirs to hold on to until. <laughs> They work it out for themselves 15 years down the track that yeah. they don't have to fit that label. It's in. like,
1: you know, we are all trying to, we don't want them to, to be the world to tell them who they are. Yeah. And that and that's what we saw happening. And I and it, and it happened to us too. Yeah. And that's exactly. the thing, like, the world was telling us who we were and we were feeling energetically drained and squashed and busy and glorifying busy and all this that didn't have to be. Yeah. So we had to walk and emancipate ourselves from that. Yeah. and for me it was like if you looked at an analogy it really was someone like my birth boys at the time with mm-hmm. hearts of gold and personalities to spare sitting in a classroom where they didn't feel comfortable expressing themselves exactly. too afraid to put their hands up to ask a question out of fear of being embarrassed mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff and now we're on the road um doing you know being in them in this environment constantly it's it's watching their little hearts and minds expand to that unlimitedness of the universe, and their confidence in holding conversations and um, yeah. owning their behaviours. And I mean, they're still kids; they'll have a good yeah, punch exactly. up every now and again. Don't get me wrong, but at the I core of it the did they get on? Actually, yeah. oh yeah. But it's funny. I actually <laughs> wrote. <do>. I wrote <laughs> a. Um, three months into our trip, was the world's biggest realization for me that I had. Band aided a lot of things in our life, you know, and mm. um, we'd set off, we'd condensed everything. Everything was just like I said, no emotion goes unexpressed unexp- in a caravan. <laughs> yeah, <daddy. laughs> and um, three months in, I actually wrote a blog yeah, and I said, um, What they don't tell you about life in a van at that time because I had a complete and utter meltdown. What I seen was the exact opposite of what I thought I had in my children, and that was. Um, constantly needing um they had lost the ability to be present without being stimulated so Mm. it was like they'd forgotten how to play like literally put a they'd forgotten to look out the door and go oh I see a stick I see a rock or we could build a cubby there it was that natural curiosity that was zapped right out of them and at the time what were they two years ago so whatever they were (laughs) nine and six or yeah. yeah. Good How good did, did I do then? <laughs> no, see, but it it was heartbreaking as a mum to watch because I guess the illusion was they had it all right. They had a mum, a dad, a dad with a career, a mum with a business. They had every gadget and under house, the sun. They had a the house, and and, but they yeah. didn't know who they were. They they couldn't interact without mm. our refereeing them, and it was heartbreaking. So from that moment on, I went cold turkey, ripped all the gadgets out, had a mum tantrum like massive. <laughs> And it was, it was horrendous, but it was also beautiful because I said to them, I'm sorry, I, and I met them and I got down on the floor with them and met them eye to eye and said, let's learn how to play again. So don't get me wrong, they still have technology, most of their you know research and Google and all that, but at the core of it all, they've found who, so that accountability as a human again, as an independent little man on earth. and that's what I believe will help them in life because they're not going to get to 30 like Clint said and go oh wait what's remorse or what's emotion like how do I express my sadness to my wife or yeah so yeah
0: (laughs) Yeah. technology is such a big thing these days but Abraham Hicks actually talks about it you know when we talk about the rainbow children and the crystal children and the indigo children and how they knew before they came in that technology was actually going to be a big part of their life Mm. so i know i get it because i've got a 17 year old son and i've got a year old daughter and they're actually on summer holidays since yesterday that's in my
3: school (laughs) 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 three months
0: so until september holidays until september Oh, my God! Wow, gosh. that's a long time. Wow. <laughs> I don't know what I'd, what I'd do with myself. <laughs> I know. I, I think I might have to send them to Rachel Marie and Clint. Yeah. Clint <laughs> to travel
1: Thank around
0: you. in a
3: caravan. That's
1: that's it. Tell it. Me yeah, tell them to bring a swag. We love doing that. We yeah. we have many a visitor come and share the campsite. <laughs> yeah, that's it.
3: Yeah. It's,
1: it's a long
0: it. time. Believe you me, it's a long, long time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Especially when they're teenagers. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so um is there any one thing that you would like to leave the listeners with any one piece of advice from either of you or from both of you individually if you want to
3: mm-hmm. you want to
0: yeah. send out to 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 the world
1: yeah oh wow okay well you know I think for me personally um I have said it a little bit Earlier in the in the program, but I think one of the things that is the hardest to bear is um, someone not feeling like they have the capacity to show the world who they are. Um, we are born, you know, what we were saying before. Um, Deepak, when he says, um, yeah. we're all born with that that one thing. That one gift to share the universe, and I think what happens is we can be tricked into this grand illusion that of comparison, you know yeah. especially young girls looking and seeking and wanting more, and thinking it 's just you know if I get that, if I get the latest phone, the newest car, or the greatest mm-hmm. job, then i 'll be happy and I think um, if you have time in your life to to make yourself a priority um there it's never too late to start it's um there's so many ways that we can look at why not you know I I can't because I'm busy I can't um attend this or listen to books or um invest in my health because life is so busy but find that one reason that you have to and that you want to and that usually comes down to health emotional well-being and your family so don't take um, what other people say is gospel, and listen to your heart because you, usually the answers are within you. So that's my yeah. one piece. That was a thousand pieces, but
2: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well then. Yeah, I don't have much to add to her. She's, you know, she is amazing. But I guess my one thing I would say is, um, yeah, just not to, you know. Don't take it all too seriously mm-hmm. and don't try to put yourself into any one box. You know, you stay flexible. I yeah. think by trying to confine yourself into any one way of, uh, you know, thinking or one profession or one, you know, one mold, all you're really doing is limiting the opportunity for the universe to deliver you something you're seeking. Yeah. So that's all. That's yeah. all I'd like to say on that. That's
0: beautiful guy. Thank you so much. And um, would you like to let everybody know where the best place to contact you and avail of your services is?
1: Oh, yeah, sure. We're on um, Facebook as Holistic Health Haven. You'll see um, our our faces there. Um, Our website is www.ourhealthhaven.com. And just reach out and, um, yeah, drop us a line, say good day. And if there's anything either physically or emotionally or your interests are there, we are happy to send samples out um, for you to experience and welcome you into our world. Um, yeah, there's yeah. a,
3: a of,
2: There's a whole world of information out there, and we're, you know, we're happy to send it out wherever it needs to go and to whoever needs to see it. So
1: all meant to see it. Yeah, yeah all meant to see yeah. it. That's right. <laughs> Thank yeah. you so much for this time. It's been incredible. Like. You know, the universe has helped us collide and we're super grateful. And who knows, we might pop over and visit you one day. (laughs) Oh,
0: that would be fantastic. Absolutely
3: wonderful.
1: (laughs) In the caravan?
0: Yeah, we'll bring
3: the (laughs) caravan over on a boat. (laughs) It's a bit of a
1: heavy vehicle to be going on an airplane, but...
0: (laughs) Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: We've got our travel um, page as well, which is Proud Aussie Adventures. That's on yeah. Facebook. But that's just a bit of a laugh because that's how we stay sane. So um, you're welcome to look at that yeah, as well. That's
3: that's the
2: insight <laughs> into our
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> It's like our journal, our travel journal. Yeah, yeah. It's just online. So <laughs> it's just safe us having to write it down. We just document it there. Yeah, a little side gig
3: oh my
0: gosh well yeah. i love it thank you so so much guys thank i really, really appreciate both of you being here for your time and your thank presence you. and for the gifts that you share with the world thank you so much yeah. rachel and we thank you. Thank, you thank you thank you Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That that good good and thanks for tuning in and we'll <laughs> see you on the next one thank you